Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Price of Daniel Jones. Obviously successful. Led a team to the playoffs. Stats aren't there, but also didn't have any weapons besides Saquon Barkley, who, if they get a deal done, Barkley will get tagged. So... It, Get, figuring out his price is has been difficult, but they're working at it. Several hours a day over the last couple of days, back at it again today. He has a new agency and, and athletes first. The, the Giants have been working with them, not around the clock, but I would say a significant amount of hours the last couple of days just to try to see can they get this done before the tag deadline. Ian Rappaport, that's the Giants. So what happens with Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Seems, if Rappaport didn't just say this, that Barkley could be a casualty if Jones is signed to the big money. I sort of feel like, not to make it too simplistic, but that why would Joe Shane, and for that matter, Brian Dable, as good as Barkley is, like, don't they know? I mean, the the money that Barkley would cost, you could, some fans, you know, are often... Not going to get that. And, you know, maybe they're right. But my attitude about it, is, I've, which I've said only about a million times, is I don't want to pay up for running back. Barkley is a star, and the Giants just made the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Dable's the coach of the year. It might be, they might need to do it delicately if they don't end up paying Barkley in terms of their fans or even their locker room. And Jones getting... This is sort of twisted. But Jones getting big money uh, might give them an out when it comes to Barkley, um, just in terms of the public face of it. But, yeah, I kind of want to think the the new Giants guys sort of know that Barkley is a bad investment or, you know, I I just think he is. Nothing against him. He's great. He's won me me some uh, fantasy titles. So I'm certainly not mad at him. Let's go to Tom here on WGR. Hi, Tom. I, I I enjoy listening to uh, Mike from NFL Network, and uh, and I agree with him because if you look at the Cincinnati game, uh, Josh Allen, I mean, as soon as the ball was snapped, he was covered with people. Uh, Mahomes had a lot of time in the Super Bowl, and even you know Brady, when you rushed him and had no time, he was just average. And I think we can have all the weapons we want, but I've never seen a quarterback be able to throw on his back and. I think we just have to give Allen just a, a second more or do something with the offensive line, and I would love to see the offensive line worked on in the draft because that's the key to the game right there is giving Allen time, and he has had no time the last three or four weeks of the of the season. It was just all Allen running and rushing and finding plays, and he can't do that forever. Thanks, so Tom. I do agree with him. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I think you're overstating that quite a lot. I, I, I'm sort of used to that when it comes to Allen. Like, it's never it's never Allen's fault. 
So if you really looked at time to throw, Allen against Cincinnati, or you say three or four games worth, and you know Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I mean, my God, Mahomes like they didn't sack him, but he was not. It was not like he was comfortable back there. I think the numbers are probably really close. I don't know that, so I'm risking sort of my memory of it uh, by saying that. Um, I, I don't either think like that the Bills are all set up front. I think upgrading there makes sense if they can do it. I think they have to be pretty shrewd about offensive line. I mean, that's kind of true about most positions. They're just not going to be able to spend freely and get the considered best guys. So you have to really count on their process for knowing who the guys are uh, and to hope hope that they get that right, be it in the draft or even in uh, free agency. But, you know, I, I think of a couple of plays from the Bills' loss to Cincinnati where he was not so much being eight, forced to run as soon as he got the snap. I mean, it really wasn't that bad. But what what the Bills maybe have a little bit to fix that isn't so much exactly pass protection is they want receivers and their offense just to sort of create separation, whether that's by scheme or by who the players are, running routes, uh, or both. Ideally, it's both, so that you don't need forever. You know, you don't need to have the best pass protection in the league to be able to get the ball down the field. So um, there's different different ways to to do that. I just you know, I think it's I think it's right to admit sometimes where where it is on Josh. You know, I like the way you, you talked about Tom who called in, like the way Mike Giardi was talking, and I liked it too. And he said. You know, the point of the, what was the phrase? Like he saw a color and he threw the ball, you know, just, I think not that I know from experience, but it feels like at, at that position, the, the pressure builds and you know, you're not getting separation. You know that like Cincinnati, the stat that was to me the most damning about the bills that it was not like how much time Allen had. It was that like a PFF stat, perfect coverage, perfectly covered plays. The number was two-thirds, 66.6% of plays. The Bengals had what was determined to be perfect coverage on the Bills. So what is that? Again, it's scheme, right? Like they're they're all over what you're doing. And it's players. And the Bills, after digs, like I don't know what this was for Beasley exactly because he was somebody who at his best was great at getting open I'm not sure where he rates in that game or just after his comeback this year, but like the Bills did not get open. What whoever you want to blame for that, they did not get open against the Bengals. And so if you're Allen, you know you you got to go. <laughs> I got I got to try something. So that's not as much on him or almost at all on him. But you know there's blame to be shared from that game, and the, you know like the Chiefs, the Chiefs kept the Eagles from sacking. Mahomes, but Mahomes had to really, he had to scramble literally and figuratively in the postseason in that game, and he was uh, he was phenomenal. Man, I, I I don't want to stay here because it's it's annoying, but just like I was having this conversation again uh, earlier today, just they're being able to, or maybe yesterday, they're being able to win without, like after the Hill trade and with his injury and just so many close games with Kansas City, they just got through and get a ring out of it. That just must be nice. Must be nice. 
The Sabres have traded Anders Bjork to Chicago. Uh, I said Pittsburgh earlier. I don't know why I thought Pittsburgh. Someone else maybe traded around the same time, but I was corrected, and I appreciate that. Taylor Hall. Bjork was Boston. And for a minute, I thought he was interesting, but just didn't really work out that way. He's traded to Chicago for a player by the name, reportedly, of Carson Gusevich, who is from Orchard Park. Played at St. Lawrence, and he's been playing for for three years for Chicago's AHL affiliate in Rockford, Illinois. So the report is that Gusevich, from Western New York, will go to Rochester in this trade. Bjork was in Rochester. Dare I ask, here, here's something that also might be annoying, but at least it's not about Patrick Mahomes. Thinking about the deadline tomorrow, I mentioned the last like 20, now going on 21 years. It's as long as I've been working here, these deadline shows. There have been some, like lately, where really the only thing to do is sell, get more draft picks, you know, like it's been for so so often for so many years. Again, a lot of these saber trades, remember, are not deadline moves per se, but it's just been like seller's mode here for so long. You go back to Darcy Regeer, and the deadline was really often a source of frustration. Just the top players that you heard rumored all the time about being moved, the Sabres were like just never even in the in the room for those guys. That changed, at least we think, until when, when Terry Pagula uh, bought the team. And that's probably, I left this out earlier. I think Christian Erhoff, and that was a trade maybe with the Islanders. What was the thing with Erhoff? But Leno, will you tell me? I mean, if, if you want, or we can just let it be unanswered because that's probably fine. What has been the highlight of deadline day for the Sabres in literally two decades? What has been the best deadline move they've made. I mean, Erhoff, that would be my pick, unless I can think of something else that I can't remember right now. Like that was that wasn't like right up against the clock either, but it was right like maybe days before Christian Erhoff. Is that right? Getting him I boy, I might have that wrong, but I remember a couple of moments from that, texting with friends and Suddenly, like it just was, it felt like a new day. It felt like a new day that the Sabres had, they were now like a real team that could play with the big boys at the deadline. It didn't, they wanted, that's, that's, is that the deadline? No, it's not, is it? It's summer. Yeah, that was June 29th. It's, it's summer. There's, there's deadline day and then there's like July 1st. <laughs> and they're similar, you know? They're similar and like you sort of get anxious and what is going to get done here? Airhoff is, is, uh, yeah. It's a different day, like with Leno. That's why I put him with Leno and Brad Richards, who they didn't get. That, what What is the – so that, that doesn't count because it wasn't a deadline move, so it shouldn't count. What is the best – what is the highlight? Some of them, like you might have been excited at the time, but then eh, Brad Boys, right? Brad Boys would be a move. Torres, Brad Boys. Oh, okay, and then – didn't really get anywhere. It's not a day we celebrate, is it? July 1st isn't, and uh, the deadline tends to not be, too, because we've gotten rid of good players on this date, or also July 1st when they leave. Um, I don't know. It's just sort of a thing to think about. 
I'm optimistic for the Sabres. I think they're doing things right. There hasn't been anything substantive, at least, in my opinion, to uh, work with yet this year. The day is tomorrow. And so, you know, most years I think it's sort of normal that you wait until the last day. But this year there have been so many other trades that uh, I wonder how much of it has sort of gone by already uh, for the Sabres. But maybe they'll give us something to talk about and, and play with here tomorrow. Like my first, I think anyway, um, trade deadline being back in Buffalo at my old station was Bob Corkum. <laughs> that was kind of like a sort of a a joke, a punchline that was revisited every year to follow how the Sabres at the deadline, like that was their move. That was their big move. And that's, isn't that 2000, it's either one or two. The 2001 team was very close to a, Pretty long run. They lose the Pittsburgh series. Then 0-2 ends up falling short. Anyway, the simple point is there's there's not been a lot of great memories here around the deadline or on July 1st, the beginning of uh, free agency. Maybe today will be different or tomorrow. Deadline is 3 o'clock tomorrow. Paul Hamilton will be with me at the top of the pregame show tonight, 6 o'clock. The Sabres are in Boston, uh, toughest team in the league, big Big uh, task tonight for the Sabres at the Bruins without Darlene, without Alex Tuck, who's on IR. We'll see what they can come up with tonight. Connor Rogers back to NFL coming up in about 20 minutes. 803-0550 is the number here. This is Mike Shope on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.